Hello, welcome to another episode of the With Love From Live Show. I am currently coming to you live on Instagram. So if you're here, if you're joining me live, I am very excited to see you, to chat with you, and to be here. Um, if you're catching the replay or the podcast, then thank you for tuning in um, and listening. Today, uh, I wanted to come on and talk about a conversation I actually just had with someone who was telling me about kind of her um, list, right? And she is a young girl. She's super sweet. And uh, if you have been following me for a while, you know that I am anti-list as a dating coach. I am anti-list, period. I don't think that they're helpful, um, and I'm not going to get entirely into that today. Um, however, if you are someone who is newer to me, who is new to the anti-list ideal, um, then I want to give you one piece of advice, and I know that this may be a little spicy, but hear me out. Um, and that is, if you are a single member of Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, you are dating, you have goals for getting married and all of that. If you have temple marriage on your list, I think you need to take it off. And here's why. Because having the goal of getting married in the temple isn't enough. So back to this conversation that I was having with this girl, she was telling me her list. She was telling me she's looking for someone who has a temple recommend, who served a mission, wants to get married in the temple. These are all great things to be sure. I'm not bashing any of them. Um, and I'm not saying that you can't want that. However, as I was talking with her, um, it became clear to me that there wasn't scope beyond that, right? Um, and this is true for a lot of singles that I talk to is that so many are raised to think, okay, get to a temple marriage. And if you get to a temple marriage, then that's it. You've done it. Congratulations. That's all you need to do. And what I see happen over the last 10 years that I have been researching and observing and involved in the single community in the last four years as a dating coach, working with singles who have never been married, as well as singles who are divorced, what I see is that they're not in the perspective far enough, right? And what I mean is that they're so focused on if I can just get to the temple, then that's my happily ever after. And it's not. Getting to the temple is your jumping off point. If you are not a member, then getting married, that's not the end goal. That's the jumping off point. And so many people are not holding perspective beyond what does it mean to make the commitment of marriage? What does it mean to get married in the temple and make covenants? That their relationship either doesn't fall apart or more and more commonly, they leave the church. 
And obviously everyone, it's their own prerogative, what they want to believe, how they want to live their life. Um, but as I was talking with this girl in her mid twenties, she was just talking about how much she wanted to get married in the temple. And I don't think that she's sitting there being like, I would love to get married in the temple and then leave the church in three years, right? Like she's probably not thinking that. You are probably not thinking that. And for me, it has always been exaltation. It has always been what does the temple marriage bring, right? And I think that this is what's so imp important about getting to a place where you're zoomed out, right? You can look beyond the temple. You can look beyond I do. Um, because if you're stopping short at dreaming of if I can only get married, then that's not going to be enough. And what I see happen again and again and again is that couples get married very young and they get married based on these very basic checklist things. They say, well, if I find someone who served a mission, who has a temple recommend, we get married in the temple, then that's going to be it. I'm going to be set. We're 20 and everything's going to work out. And then a lot of times, not every time, but a lot of times it doesn't. And these couples end up getting divorced or they end up miserable. They end up hating each other. They end up wishing that they didn't get married. And the reason being is because their vision was too short. They weren't looking far enough ahead. They weren't aligned on a long-term goal for their relationship. And this is going to be true of, I mean, whether you're a member of the church or not, whether you are a Christian, whether you are agnostic, it doesn't matter. You need to have a long-term vision for your life, for your marriage, and for you want, what you want to accomplish with your companion, right? And this was kind of a hard lesson that I had to learn actually when I was dating a guy who was really, really great. He was so kind, so funny, and he was Jewish. And as I was dating him, building this relationship with him, we were kind of talking about, you know, what does the future look like? And for me, I kept thinking, okay, past earth life, if we're not married in the temple, then at some point, that ends, right? Our marriage would end. And that freaked me out. And as much as I really cherished this guy and I loved him as a person, I said, I don't think that we have the same vision long-term for a marriage, right? And so that broke my heart because this guy was so wonderful. Um, but it really gave me this perspective of, Am I looking far enough ahead? And so as I started to explore why, why do I want a temple marriage? Why is that important to me? Why am I looking for a guy with a temple recommend? Why am I looking for someone who served a mission or not? You know, like whatever is important to you, I'm not saying it can't be important to you. I'm saying you need to look beyond the pale and you need to start asking yourself why. Why does it matter? If someone served a mission, why does it matter 
if someone can go to the temple with you. Why do these things matter to you? Because if the only reason why it matters is because you think it'll get you to a temple marriage and that's it, that's all you have to do, then it doesn't have the legs to take you into eternity. And I say this because I don't think people are saying it. And we are seeing a huge number of divorces because people are looking too short, right? They're not looking far enough into the future. And, and then they're confused and they're hurt and they're frustrated that their relationship has fallen apart. And I want to help you avoid that, right? I'm not saying that you have to aim for the temple. I'm not saying that you have to aim for exaltation, right? It's up to you. Whatever kind of life and relationship you want to have, that's your prerogative. But if you are a member of the church, and obviously that's predominantly who I'm working with, that's predominantly who I'm talking to, um, then you need to get anchored into beyond the temple. You need to get anchored into eternity because I have seen, especially in the last two years, I have seen siblings, I have seen friends, I have seen all kinds of people in my interpersonal world, in my business, who they got married in the temple and they're no longer active. They're no longer working towards that. And I'm not saying that that's wrong or bad or anything. I'm just saying that they stopped sharing a long-term vision beyond the temple, right? And uh, maybe their, their vision has changed, but if you want your relationship to last, if you want your relationship to be eternal, if you want exaltation, that's your goal, then you need to start aiming for exaltation. You need to start aiming beyond just a temple marriage. And what I see and what I work with um, as far as the clients that I have is, okay, but why? Why do you want a temple marriage? Why do you want exaltation? Why is that important to you? Because a lot of singles that I talk to who are young, um, they're saying, well, because that's what I was told is good. That's what I've been taught. That's what my parents or my leaders or whoever told me that I should aim for. And that's not enough. It is not enough for you to do something because you were told that's what you need to do. You need, if you want to have a relationship that lasts, if you want to have a relationship that goes the distance, if you want to have a relationship that leads to exaltation, you need to anchor yourself into why. Why do you want it? What is it going to mean to you to live your earth life together, to have that companionship, to live a life and create this incredible experience on earth and then beyond? What does that mean to you? Um, and so for me, okay, this is my experience. This doesn't have to be for you. Um, I was very much one of those people. I was one that I was like, I won't even date a guy if he's a non-member or if he's a not a return missionary. I won't even date a guy if he doesn't have a temple recommend. I won't, you know, like whatever. I had these really, really hard and stringent rules. Um, and I got burnt like multiple times. I had, I, there was one guy that I was dating who had 
served a mission. Um, I didn't know until several months into our dating experience um, that he was pretty sketchy on his mission. Um, and he was lying to me about his temple recommend because he knew that that's what I was looking for. Okay. Um, and I'm not saying that this will be everyone's experience. I'm not saying that everyone's going to deceive you, but I was deceived because I was so focused on this checklist thing. And because I was so focused on, well, does he meet the checklist that I wasn't understanding where was he really at? Who was he really? And so when I got burned by that, um, I started to ask myself, okay, well, if a guy can treat me like this and he served a mission and he tells me that he's got a temple recommend, then like, how do I know if he's really a good guy? Right? And so I started looking at what am I really looking for? Who am I really looking for? Um, and I had kind of strict rules even about like, like swearing and, you know, does he watch rated R movies? Um, these were things that I was like, oh, absolutely. Like if he swears, that's it. I'm out. Um, and I think I've shared this before, but <laughs> I married a man who has a mouth. Um, and guess what? It doesn't make him any less of a gentleman. doesn't make him any less of a priesthood holder. Um, and I had to come to terms with a judgment that I was making on so many people because of one external thing that someone could do. And the problem that that was creating for me was that I wasn't building connections and getting to know guys. I was just going off of this very surface level. Does he check these items on my list? And Okay, well, I said I wasn't going to get into the list thing, but <laughs> here it is. This is my issue with the lists, is that your list for what you're looking for when it comes to dating is a way for you to not do the work required to get to know people. Okay, whatever. That's harsh. I don't care. I'm saying it. I believe it. If you are going off of a list, it is because you don't know how to get to know people. So be done with your list understand why you've told yourself that you want the things that you want on that list and then go deeper. Okay. Lists are very surface level. Anybody can look good on paper. Absolutely. Anybody can say, yes, I am these things that you're looking for. In fact, I have a client um, that I'm working with right now who uh, she got swindled by her first ex-husband because she had said on their first date, she said, this is what I'm looking for in a guy. Um, and she was a very successful uh, real estate woman. Um, she had made a ton of money by the time that she was 20. And he knew that, right? He had kind of like sniffed her out. Um, and so he asked her on a date. She told him, oh, these are my checklist items. This is what I'm looking for. And he said, great. I am all of those things. And he convinced her that he was all of those things. And she thought, wow, 
I met this guy that's everything on my checklist. Like what could be better? And then he took all of her money and divorced her and it really ruined a lot for her in a lot of ways. Um, she's doing really great now um, and we have moved beyond that together, but that happens and I see that happen actually a lot. I mean, obviously, because I'm a dating coach, <laughs> but the point is that if all you have to go off of is a checklist title or a checklist, get to the temple, a checklist, hold a temple recommend, that's easy to fake. That's easy to get there and walk away. Um, one big thing that I talk about and, um, and I know it's not super popular, <laughs> um, but for me, before I got engaged to my husband, um, we had a very serious talk about how divorce could never be off the table. And obviously that's something that culturally um, we don't advocate for and there's, you know, stigmas against and whatever. Um, but he and I were having a very frank conversation about why do relationships fall apart? Because both of us, uh, you know, I was 28 when we got married. He was 36 when we got married. Um, and so we had both had lots of friends who got married, had been married for five or 10 years, um, and they are miserable in their marriages. And they talk to us like individually about how much they hate being married and how they wish that they could be single again. And, uh, you know, wouldn't it be great if they didn't get married when they did and all this stuff. And um, so Christian and I were having that conversation because we were like, we don't want to be that couple. We don't want to get married just so that we'll resent each other in 10 years. We don't want to get married and then have nothing in common. And I think that that's a lot of what is created when young people say, I'm aiming for the temple and I don't know why, I don't know what's beyond it. I'm not thinking into eternity. I'm only thinking get to the temple because people get to the temple, they get married, they seal the deal, and then they go, well, I thought it was supposed to be happy forever. Like, how come I'm not happy now? And so when Christian and I were having that conversation, we said, I think I asked him, like, why do you think that these people that we know, these couples that are getting divorced um, or are just unhappy together, why do you think that they could have been so in love and now they resent their marriage, they resent each other, they don't wanna be married anymore? Um, and we were talking about it and we were both saying, well, it's because people just give up or they just stop. They get to, okay, we got married in the temple and that should be it. That should be enough. And then they don't work on themselves. They don't work on the marriage. They don't continue to hold the goals and hold the vision and work towards something beyond. And so they get complacent, they get resentful, they get to a space where they're just annoying each other and um, and we were talking about how when couples say, no matter what, this is it, we will never get divorced, then that oftentimes gives people permission 
to get very laid back, to get very passive, and to stop investing in the relationship because they say, well, this person has said they're never going to leave me no matter what. So I don't really have to try anymore. I don't really have to work on anything anymore. They're in it. They're trapped here. Good for me. And that's it. That's all I have to do. And that is when relationships fall apart, when people stop investing in the relationship, when they stop investing in each other, when they stop trying. And people are compelled to stop trying when they're not looking further into the future. They're not looking beyond the one mark of getting married. And they're saying, well, once I get married, that's it. We'll never get divorced. We'll stay together forever. So I don't have to try anymore. Right. And so when we were having that conversation, we were talking about it. We said divorce can't ever be off the table for us because we're making a commitment to get to exaltation. We're making a commitment to build a life that we're both excited about, that we're both um, free in, that we're both traveling a lot. Like we have all of these goals and ambitions and the freedom to say, if that's no longer what you want, you're not going to be trapped here and I'm not going to be trapped here. If that's, if we no longer share a vision for what we want together, then it's no longer the right relationship for us. And so if we can say divorce is something that has to be on the table because as people we grow, as people we change, but we don't want that. We want to stay together. We like each other. We have fun together. So let's work on building a life that we love. Let's work on building a relationship that's fun. Let's work on really being ourselves and feeling like we can do crazy things and have each other and make this really great life together so that we never want to get divorced. And that's because we're looking into eternity. We're looking at how can we make an earth life that is so sensational, so phenomenal, so fun, that it's what we want for eternity. Um, the number of times I have heard people say, uh, like, oh man, if this is what eternity is, like, no thank you, in their marriages, like, oh my gosh, I could pay for all of their divorces, right? Um, and that's not what I want for you. I want you to find relationships. I want you to be active in relationships that are so good, that are so fun, that light you up and let you be yourself and let you love your partner, your companion so much that you never want to get divorced. And that comes from a long-term vision. That comes from looking beyond the checklist and looking beyond the temple, right? As I said in the beginning, the temple is not the end goal. The temple is your jumping off point. And if you're not looking at it as your jumping off point, then it may very well be the beginning of the end, either for your goal for eternity or for your relationship. Okay. This is not something that I take lightly. This is not something that I want you to have to confront. So start now. Start as a single 
asking yourself, why do I want to go to the temple? Is it because there's social pressure to do it? If you're going to the temple because of social pressure, don't do it, right? If you're going to the temple because you want something eternal, then you've got to look beyond, right? I hope that helps. I hope that uh, that gives you a little, a little bit to look at as far as where you can start asking yourself questions, where you can start building deeper connections. And I promise when you start looking at people as does this person share a vision of life that I would be excited to live, you will get to know them on such a different level than if you just say, yes, I choose you because you served a mission. Good for you. Let's go. Right? It has to be more than that. It has to be you getting to know that someone wants what you want, that someone gets along with you in the way that you want to live. There has to be that compatibility and a lot of compatibility and a lot of um, what makes relationships fun isn't on a checklist, right? It's the ability to be completely yourself and to build a life that you're excited to build with someone else who shares the same values, who shares the same vision, who wants the same things. And that's where your compatibility is. That's where you get to know someone. That's where you build connection on such a deep level that we're, you know, Christian and I have been together for four years now and we're having more fun now than we did when we were single, right? Like we had plenty of fun while we were single, but now we're married, we're better off financially, we're better off in a lot of ways. Um, neither of us have jobs that we have to report to. And so our life is freaking fun. We're going to Hawaii next month. We're going to Paris to live. Like we're just coming from a place of creating everything that we want to create because we share a vision of the life that we wanna live and we give each other space to be who we are because we've gone deeper. We've looked at who are you because you want this long-term vision, because you went on a mission, because I didn't go on a mission. Like, like who are you beneath the checklist things? That's where connection lives. That's where intimacy is. That's where you create a foundation that lasts an eternity, right? That's what I want for you. I want you to have relationships that you are excited to be in four years from now, 10 years from now, 50 years from now, a million years from now. I want it to be something that lights you up and makes you excited forever. And in order for you to do that, in order for you to have that, you need to start looking beyond. You need to start digging deeper. You need to start asking questions about why do I want what I want? Why do I believe what I believe? Why am I aiming toward a certain lifestyle or a certain vision? Okay. If you need help, send me a message. Um, I have also created a great e-course. Um, it's available in the link in my bio. It is on building a self-image. Um, this is created to guide you to the questions that you need to ask as to why you are the way you are, why you want the things you want, and how to start getting it. Um, I would love to connect with you, answer any questions. Um, so feel free to leave a comment on this video. Feel free to comment on the replay. Feel free to send me a message. 
um, let me know what would be helpful to dive deeper into and explore on this page so that I can help you create long lasting, eternal and happy connections. Okay. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love you. I'll talk to you soon.